We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jake. Jake, you're a freaking nutcase. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We will track down Parker Gabriel here in just a second here. We're listening to Early Break, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorens. You can call our Texas show as always, 402-464-5685. Watch on the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, you want to recap that Nebraska basketball? Oh, yeah. Just well, give Parker's them the score. If you didn't watch the game last night, you went to bed. Nebraska did <clears> hold on <throat> to beat Tennessee State 79-73 last night. The first three-game win streak in the Fred Hoiberg era. That game was over by 10 o'clock, by the way. That wasn't too late. Yeah, I know. Yeah, You thought it would be over at halftime. Or you hoped it would be. It was not. Yeah. It kept Nebraska me up. Nebraska was indeed down at halftime. Yeah, I kept thinking, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give this a little more time. Nebraska will put them away. <laughs> no. And then it just it got to the end. I was also just waiting for that, too, and it yeah. just didn't happen. Yeah. All right, Parker, Parker. We are now joined by Parker Gabriel, but not before we give him his proper introduction on this Jake. Double Barrel Wednesday. Double Barrel Wednesday. It's a Double Barrel Wednesday. Double Barrel Wednesday had some pop in Very good job by Parker on Double Barrel Wednesday. Huh? You guys know what day it is? <laughs> it's Double Barrel Wednesday. And we're now joined by your colleagues at the General Stars, Parker Gabriel. Parker, good morning to you. Uh, we'll get to a lot of things regarding Nebraska football in Iowa here. And I'm, I'm just curious, Logan Smothers is going to start this game for Nebraska because of the injury to Adrian Martinez. Nebraska has nothing to lose in terms of going to a bowl game or division title. They're just trying to get one more win. Do you see them being conservative with Smothers or trying to be aggressive knowing that there's nothing to lose in this ball game? Yeah, good morning, guys. I mean, I, th- I think they'll play aggressive in general. Um, I don't think they're going to ask Logan Smothers uh, to do anything that they think is outside of his capabilities. Um, so I think they'll try to devise the best plan they can around, you know, the quarterback quarterbacks that they have available. But I think within that, um, I do think you'll see him be aggressive and, I don't think they'll be afraid to try to push the ball down the field um, just because he's in the game. Now, obviously, Iowa's defense uh, is aggressive, too. They've got 11 different guys that have interceptions on the year. So uh, you can't just, you know, if you're trying to win the game, you can't just go totally rogue and, and, and chuck it deep all the time. But I, I do think they'll play aggressive. Parker Gabriel, <clears throat> Parker Gabriel joined us, beat writer for the foot, Nebraska football beat writer for Lincoln Journal Star. We got to go quick because we got to you. We're late. going, we, we're going quick. Yeah, rapid fire, and this is going to be a little random. Now you got to stop. Now stop. Take a deep breath and think about something. This is uh, this is going to stretch you a little bit. You're you, really using the best of the time here. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the deal. Here's the deal. You you vote on this, so you have to think about this at some point. You're, you're a voter for all mm-hmm. Big Ten teams. Um, what are you doing at tied in there, Sparky? I mean, is that who's your who's your Sparky. number one tied in, number yeah, two the, tied in, number three there, tied in? There are a bunch of good ones. Yeah. Um, I think you know I think Austin Allen um, is will make you know you vote on a first team and a second team and okay. Austin Allen's one of the picks I think and and I'm I'm leaning I don't know for sure but okay. I'm I'm leaning toward first team I mean he's got. He got the most yards out of any tight end uh, in the Big Ten. Uh, he's near the top in catches. There's some other good ones. Um, Payne Durham has had a nice year. 
uh, at Purdue. Both of the tight ends at Michigan, even though they don't have, neither of them have numbers where if you just looked at the stats, you'd say, oh, Schoonmaker, Eric All. Um, but those guys are both really good. And, and, and Ruckert, obviously, um, at Ohio State is good. There, there's a bunch of them. Um, so I think, you know, there's, you know, that's a tough call. But I, I do think Austin Allen, you know, Frost said it on Monday, and, and I, I agree with them that Austin Allen is, a, is an all-conference player. And, and you know, the numbers bear it out this year for sure. Sam Laporta would be one you look at, 37 yeah, receptions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and I would go Jake Ferguson probably. That's, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there, there's, there's all kinds of options at tight yeah, end. It's yeah. a tight end league. Parker, what were your thoughts on for the Blitnikoff for no Ohio State receivers being in the top three, despite maybe being the top three receivers in the entire country? Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, it's amazing that, you know, those three guys, uh, I mean, they're all NFL players. Um, they're three of the very best in the country. Uh, part of it's just a product of, of you know, I don't know if maybe that votes, you know, they, they sort of, you know, watered down the case for each other or something like that. Um, but I'll tell you, like, speaking of all, all conference ballots, I mean, look, David Bell and Jahan Dotson are really, really, really good. Uh, NFL players in their own right, and they've got better numbers. Each of those guys have higher volume and more yards than any of the three from Ohio State. So then the question becomes, do you go based on the numbers? Do you go based on the fact that Ohio State's the best team out of all of them? I mean, that's, there's five guys right there in the, in the Big Ten East, or you know, four in the Big Ten East plus David Bell, five in the Big Ten. That could easily be Bolitnikov finalists, and that's before you, you know, factor in the rest of the country. Parker Gabriel joins us. Parker, you're you're uh, you you are in tune with this sort of thing. Keegan Johnson is an Omaha kid who has 16 yeah. catches for 328 yards. 16 catches for 328 yards and two touchdowns. What's the Keegan Johnson story in a nutshell? Why, why isn't he at Nebraska? Well, um, he you know he obviously. Um, was a standout at, at Bellevue West, and Nebraska recruited him really hard. Um, he he picked Iowa, obviously, and and as soon as he got there this off season, um, he he made an impact, and it was pretty clear he's going to be a two deep guy, and he's turned into a a big play threat. He caught a touchdown a couple of weeks ago where he he shook a guy, made a guy miss, and got up the sideline and into the end zone. So yeah, and that's that was a tough one uh, for Nebraska. They, they recruited him, obviously. Um, you know, they had a transition in there from uh, Troy Walters to Matt Lubick while he was in high school. I don't know if that necessarily was the deciding factor, but, um, you know, he, he's a, a Bellevue West guy and, and ultimately decided on the Hawkeyes. And uh, I think uh, I think Nebraska fans are going to feel the impact of that uh, this Friday and, and for a couple of years beyond, probably. Parker, how soon after Friday's game do you expect Nebraska to announce hirings of the offensive coordinator at other spots on the offensive staff? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I don't know for sure. Obviously, it's a little different than if you're making decisions on coaches that are on your staff because you wake up Saturday morning and the rest of the country basically is playing that day. Now, some team seasons will end on Saturday. Um, some will be getting ready for, for bowl games or conference championship games or whatever. I don't, I don't think it'll take real long, but I also don't know if it's like a Saturday at 11 a.m. type of thing. Like it might be if you were, if you were on, you know, coaching fire, you know, if you're on watch for, for a coach losing his job or something like that. So I think, 
you know, I think could it could it be a couple weeks? It, yeah, it could be. Um, I think things will move relatively quickly after the season ends, but certainly there could be some guys that are announcing like if they're going to stay or go or or transfer or maybe even land a transfer or something um, before the the coaching search stuff is finalized. Parker, always great stuff. Thanks for the time. We will chat with you again next week. You you uh you should when you when you get short on time like this you should have Sipple just talk at double speed, um, but then you have to address him quickly too. Like shut up, Sipple. Yeah, yeah we, can, we can do that for sure. Double speed. Thank you, Parker. All right, I'm gonna talk double speed. Let's go. Let's play. <laughs> Parker Gabriel. Here we go. Here we go. Here Lincoln we go. Journal. Let's, let's play the game show. I'm four zero or three zero. You are not four zero. I'm three zero. It's Wednesday. You can't be three zero. I am two zero. Harrison is he two zero? Yeah, I'm two and zero. He is two and zero. I'm seven games over five hundred since the reset. All right, so let's, bring it on, let's everybody. Play the game show four six four five six eight five. Today's topic is Wild Card Wednesday. Tomorrow, of course, is Thanksgiving. Sip, what could this be? All time great Thanksgiving sporting events. How about that? <laughs> great. Different facts. Different factoids from these games. Yeah, that's gonna be rough. Four six four five six eight five. Shut up, Sipple starts. Right now, we've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, Sipple! No, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play 464-5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. Can he get to 3-0 and on Thanksgiving Eve? We shall see. 464-5685. Call the takedown sip and trivia. You feeling okay about all-time great Thanksgiving sporting events? <laughs> I've never... I've never really paid attention to. I don't watch. This is a great start for you. Though. I don't watch football on because I'm usually traveling. Or I, mm. for many years I was traveling to games, you I know, you. or just consumed by Nebraska freak show in the last twenty years. You know, it has been a freak show. Yeah. Alex, how do you feel about uh, all-time great Thanksgiving sporting events? Um, not too bad. I just I wanted to take down all right, Alex, I let's, try, let's try this. All right, Alex. Let's try this. First question goes to you. What Dallas Cowboy tried to pick up a block kick against the Dolphins on Thanksgiving in 1993 but couldn't recover it, letting the Dolphins have another chance to kick the game, uh, game-winning field goal? Uh, oh, that's my team, Nate Newton. Well, who, who, who tried to pick up the ball, though? You going, Nate Newton? Who tried to pick the Nate Newton? No. About that? Yes, I am. That's incorrect. Have, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass on that. That would be Leon Lett. Oh, Leon uh, Lett yeah. is the name we're looking okay, for well, there. All right, that's a tough one. That's yeah, a tough people one. People know Leon. Yeah, a lot of people know it. Okay, sip zero zero tie. Here's your first question. What Pittsburgh Steeler called heads in overtime against the Lions on Thanksgiving in 1998, but the ref heard him say tails, and the Lions took the ball and won. That guy with three names um, from Indiana. It's uh, 1998. 1998, okay. Um, Steeler called Heads in Overtime. The ref heard Tails. It was Tails. I'm sorry, it was Heads, and the Lions took the ball in one. Who was the player that called Heads? Five seconds. Uh, Rocky Blyer. <laughs> Alex, do you want to steal that one or let that go? (laughs) 
Did you say it was a quarterback? I did not no, say it was a quarterback. I said what player? What Pittsburgh Steelers oh. player? Um, you don't have to take this. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm going to pass. That would be Jerome Bettis. Oh, the bus. Oh. Yes, he's the one who called the bus. Yes, the ref heard tails. Yeah, that's a tough one, too. I, that's fairly obscure. I think a lot of people out there know both these answers That's so fairly far. obscure there. Well, that's what trivia is, right? It's supposed to be obscure. Usually. Yes. Okay. All right. For the lead, Alex, your final question. What New York Jets quarterback had the infamous butt fumble against the Patriots on Thanksgiving night in 2012? Mark Sanchez. There we go. We got one right. That's Mark trouble. Sanchez that's is trouble. correct. In a low-scoring game, that's trouble. All right. Zip. Okay. I got uh, it. I'm gonna, there's some heat. You should get this one right. If well, you don't, that's you really good. You set me up for exact failure. That's what I'm trying to say. What yes. Vikings rookie receiver torched the Cowboys for three catches, 163 yards, and three touchdowns in a 46-36 win in 1998 on Thanksgiving Day? Vikings rookie receiver. Isn't that guy from Florida? Um, Vikings rookie receiver. Who did he torch? In 1998, he torched the Cowboys. Torched the Cowboys? Three catches, three touchdowns. 163. You have five seconds. 1998? Yeah. Randy Moss. There we go. You missed that. The text line would never forgive you ever. Randy Moss. This goes to you, Sip. And Alex will go over under your answer. The Lions... Sip have played on Thanksgiving 81 straight years. How many wins do they have in those 81 games? Who's putting a number out there? You are. Oh, great. Um, 81 straight years the Lions have played, and, and we're asking for a win total. I wonder how many wins they have had of the 81. Five seconds. 81. Five. Four. 30. Okay. Over, under, 30. Alex for the win. Oh, uh, that's going to be way under. How about 37? 37, 37 oh, wow. is the number. Thanks for calling, Alex. You're begging a copy, but call in down the road. Jake. Alex. Yeah, Jake. That's a 3 0. That's 3 0. That's 3 0. And that's eight games. The over. Lions are 37, 42, and 2 all tough. time those on tough, Thanksgiving. Tough, those are tough. There's I a, think people would have got Leon Lett yeah. and yeah. and Jerome Bettis pretty nah, the boss is tough easy. one. That's a tough one. I don't think so. There's That's a threshold a you have to there's a there's a there's this there's a sweet spot you gotta hit with these questions. They can't be too tough, but they can't no, be too those easy. Those were not tough. Those yeah, were Yeah, the Jerome Bettis one was no, probably I think too tough. Text line was the Jerome Bettis question easy or too tough? I'm gonna guess they say easy. Well, I got to win, and that's all I care about. Well, as we answer that question, we'll wrap things up with Happer and Schaefer next on Early Break of the Ticket.